light this candle. Light it. Hey, we're back, and it's been less than a month. Yeah, that's a new record. <laughs> well, we've been we've been plotting and scheming up some things. I got all kinds of stuff going, but uh, let's see. Before we get into the meat, oh god, yeah, <laughs> apropos. Um, I should just just a reminder if you didn't you heard the last one. Couple duck alert. All you gotta do is send it to us. Some fashion. Couple duck alert. We had one person do it, but I talked to the boys in legal and they said the person was too closely affiliated with Gonzo Guys Inc. So Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, we forgot the official rules are posted on somebody else's website. So you gotta go do a Google search for official contest rules and read that. And, and that's the, the contest rules. Basically, just can't. You can't work for the Gonzo Guys Corporation. You can't work for it or be affiliated yeah, they, via like family members and things like that. Yeah, either. like radio contests. Just treat it like that. Yeah, and, seriously, and, just go to Google, search for official contest rules. Like, read click, one the, click the link and read one of those, and that's what it is. And it's basically it. You just stick Gonzo Guys in for whatever entity is offering the prize. Yeah, so, yes. again, it's Couple Duck Alert. <laughs> You do not have to quack. You can just say a couple duck alert, a Facebook comment, a tweet, whatever you like. A very unique prize. I assure you would be yours. And uh, anyway, couple duck alert. Uh, with that, I would uh, just bring up as a sidebar review thing. Um, have you watched any of the Justice League Gods and Monsters? I've heard about it because... Um... Most of my TV watching is on YouTube because I, uh, even though I'm I'm a Gen Xer, I have millennial tendencies. <laughs> um, so uh, as part of that, as as part of that means that I have an actual set of subscribed YouTube channels that offer up daily content in little bite-sized forms between five. And Machinima is one of them. Machinima has been around forever, and they're actually really good. And uh, on a side note, the Steven Larson guys, they started their own channel. Go to, look, go to, after you get done reading contest rules, go search Steven Larson and look those guys up. Those, those guys are hilarious. Um, they have their own YouTube channel. They were, they either left or got canned by Machinima, but now they're back. Uh, their 10 for the win list, their top 10 list are amazing. So, yes. But, all that being said, I have not watched the DC uh, Gods and Monsters yet, and I and I've been meaning to do it because today it's, there's a Superman one, and I wanted to see that one. Just there's only going to be I think there's only going to be three. They're all out this week. Um, the first one was on Monday. It was Batman versus Harley Quinn, and mm -hmm. again, the episode was called Twisted. And they run about six seven minutes um, a piece. So bite size. It's YouTube. Yep, so it's uh, seven minutes. It's just a little... They're kind of teaser shorts for the movie that's coming out in July. And that'll be on DVD, of course. And then... And probably on demand. But uh, there'll be three of them now. There'll be a movie. And then they're going to do a ten-episode mini... And I think they're going to be short episodes again, like seven or eight minutes um, on... How do you say it? Machinima. Machinima. Think a machine and then cinema. Okay. Well, Machinima and is going to have ten episodes in 2016... And there might be little micro-episodes. Um, I was kind of hoping for like a full series out of it, but we'll see. 
um, that will introduce more characters that are in this alternate DC universe. Um, because there's so many. <laughs> well, it's a multiverse, baby. It uh, is. Who was it? The guy that did the map of all the multiverses and the layers surrounding it. Oh, I remember. It's this giant map, and who dwells where, and who can travel between which ones, and shit like that. Yeah, well, there's, uh, and they did a whole thing with, they just did a thing in in the comics called Convergence. Yeah, I know. That's all it basically did, and this isn't going to ruin it for anybody who's not reading it. Because DC's used to this kind of stuff by now. Well, their whole thing has always been the Infinite Universes, blah, blah, blah. And they had Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then they had Infinite Christ. It's always been Crisis this, Crisis that. Well, Convergence basically... Um, and so then they wanted to, they got done with that. They were done with that continuity. They did this thing called the new 52 where they reset everything and everybody threw a shit fit and they weren't selling. And so they did this thing called convergence, which essentially it, it allows the new 52 to continue as the main con- continuity. But what it did, re- redid is reestablish the multiverse, infinite multiverse. So you can tell the stories of whoever you want. So blue beetle, Ted Cord is back on one of the other planets, which makes a lot of people happy. Um, and including Gonzo Tim. Including me. Uh, big fan of that character. And on top of that, if you had a continuity that you followed, they can always write a story in a, any, any particular continuity and just say, oh, it's Earth Alpha B7216. And it just happens that, that has the same continuity as, you know, Batman Nightfall. So Yeah, the, and, and the, it's, it's not exclusive to DC alone. Other comic book companies do it. Valiant, Valiant Comics is doing it this summer too. Uh, Marvel's done it a couple times. It's just like sometimes you just need to flush the whole thing down the crapper and start fresh, and a good reboot does that. Yeah, you can reboot it, but then you just say, oh, you know what? There's alternate universes where the stuff that people, the older readers used to read, or still exists. Yeah. But uh, that said, uh, you can check out Batman. The Batman short's called Twisted, and the Superman one is called Bomb. And. Uh, that would believe it's Superman versus Brainiac. Interesting. Uh, uh, and the uh, premises, it's pretty interesting. And if you watch Batman animated series or Superman animated series, or the Adventures of Superman, whatever the hell it's called. What's the name of the guy? Bruce Tim. And these are not uh, kid friendly by any stretch of the imagination. They are rough. Well, no, Superman's not as rough. Batman's rough. And I mean rough, which is awesome. Um, there's a lot of people complaining about it, but it's like, you know, it's alternate universe. They're not supposed um, to. That's like people complaining about Game of Thrones. It's like they've already established that it's not yeah, for the pain of heart. So. Everybody's sitting around waiting to be offended against something. Um, there was a bunch of hubbub about Harley Quinn's outfit in this animated one because it's very scantily clad. It's it's actually the day and age that we live in. Is that Everybody just sitting around waiting to be offensive, offended just so it gives them a platform to whine and moan about something and feel empowered. It's like they're only the only platform of empowerment that they have is being able to complain about something else. Well, and it's just it's not even like okay, here's some maybe something bad happens, people are upset about. It. Okay, fine. Yeah, but I, there's, there's yeah. people, there's stuff that happens, and while it may be offensive to some, um, it's also uh, the uh, amount of ridicule comes back, or the amount of like payback that um, is voiced is not concurrent with the offense that occurred so it's like you offended me therefore you should have no career and if we can find a way we should put you in jail 
I know. I mean, it seems a little. I mean, sometimes there's okay. Somebody might do something that's really horrendously offensive, and maybe against the law. Then, in which case, let the law take take its take the you know, path there. But just because somebody says a joke you don't like, or you don't like the way they did a character, you can stop buying the character. You can stop reading the book. You can you can send them a letter and say you don't like it. At least until they make a law to make that kind of joke illegal. But then, but you what you don't do is you don't go on and say. Um, you know, they should fire him, and every artist who does something I don't like should be in public apology, and this joke shouldn't happen, and that should be a public apology. And it's just like, you know, you're just forcing the apology. So even if they do apologize, they're just doing it to save their ass. And, and it's really just a minor group of people who, oh, well, okay. Uh, a, a very it, vocal minor group of people. Yeah, whose who's only mission in life is to is to is to put themselves over by being, like, the destroyer of others. And it's just not, it's just, ugh. It's, I think it's something that we've all, like, have learned, are, tra- are growing with the fact that we can communicate instantly with each other nowadays. And we can. And some, people, some people's idea of coming to grips with that means that they feel like they have more eminent domain over others in a faster way where maybe whatever... Whatever hierarchy was set before, you know, the internet and communication accelerated as fast as did, wasn't available. Now they have a way that they can have a voice, and that they're empowered, and then and then all they do is shit on other people. <laughs> well, and the, the the kicker is, I looked at the views for the DC Chronicles thing. Um, it's fine. It's gonna. It's doing just fine. But. Um, not that I was worried about it or anything, but I like the concept and I don't want it to go away just because a bunch of people are like, DC spend too much time being dark and broody. It's like, you know what? I kind of like the dark and broody. Well, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, money talks. So yeah, and if people don't go see the mo- the new movies, then that'll settle that. And if people stop reading the comics, that would settle that. But this one in point is actually supposed to be a darker world that they're in. And, you know, the characters aren't the same. And this isn't giving anything away. Superman is not Kal-El. He's the son of General Zod. Yeah. Uh, Batman is Kurt Langstrom, uh, who is Man-Bat. And um, he actually is Batman in this. And he's kind of, in trying to become, filling with Bat stuff, he actually turned himself into a vampire. Um, But he also fights crime. So he's still kind of, they're all kind of quasi-heroes. And then Wonder Woman is not um, Diana. She is one of the new gods. So if you're a fan of Jack Kirby, um, she is Orion's wife, I think. And she kind of fills the role for Wonder Woman. And so she's from a warrior culture. So, I mean, like a real, like, kill you. We're not like a peaceful warrior culture, kind of like Wonder Woman. But, like, I'm going to, you know. Kind of like the ultimate warrior culture, where she'll run out of the ring really fast and blow up before actually getting in her moves in. After she like shakes the ropes and pumps her arms up into the sky. I'm thinking right? about it, the Amazons are actually kind of are in the comics. They are kind of a warlike people. But um, anyway, either way, she's a darker Wonder Woman than we'll have. Find out more on Friday. Hers comes out Friday. Yeah. So so to wrap this all up, um, it's dark. It's gritty. It's different. It's gonna piss some people off. And it's some good. some people who who who. Whose daily sustenance of being offended will will find it ripe and juicy, and other people if will. Like, if you enjoy the characters, you want to see a different. It really truly is a different take on them than I've seen, and it's good. They're done very well. Um, it's the it's kind of that familiar animation of anime, Batman Dark, the Batman animated series. But I would 
caution it's not it is really i mean this is the most not for kids dc thing i've seen i've watched almost all the dc movies even the pg-13 ones don't go this far i don't think yeah. um, good well um well anyway, check it out it's on uh it's on youtube but you can go to uh speaking speaking of something that people who are looking to be offended by mm-hmm. um would would be oh, majorly second. vocal about wait a second what Double duck alert. Oh. Okay, sorry. There's a couple ducks. Oh, 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 All right. Oh. All right. Back to the being offended. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of, of something that would probably be ultra offensive today, Tim, you picked out the movie of the week. <laughs> I did. Uh, the movie this week it, uh, is a it's a foreign film. Um, yes. Um, it's um, you know you put on your your uh, oversized. Um, you know, hipster glasses and stroke your goatee and say, yes, it's a foreign film. Um, How do you know I had a goatee? Well, you have to if you're going to watch, you know, a foreign film. Oh, yes, um, so it's, it's, it's a, a foreign, foreign independent film, film too. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, I believe so, although maybe not. But uh, it's called, it is uh, called Hanzo the Razor, The Sword of Truth. And what it is, is a Japanese film from the 70s, I believe 72 and it is kind of a cop movie, really, when it comes right down to it. It's a cop movie, but it's set in feudal Japan. And um, he is an officer of the magistrate. And it's the same, you're talking about the times of shoguns and samurais and things. And, yeah, it's a period piece, really. But, you know, it's a, it's when a, it comes right down to it's, it's a foreign independent cinema. It's a period piece of feudal Japan. Well, it would be a period piece if it was really feudal Japan that is also um, a 70s you know, dirty cop precinct movie because that's really what it is. It, and dirty cop is 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 exactly. being light. Yeah, um, but so it, it it comes off that way. You're like, hey, here's Hanzo. He's this. Uh, we won't go into the plot too much, but anyway, basically, it's uh, kind of a he's a detective. He's a police officer um, in feudal Japan, and he doesn't like corruption, and he has a he for whatever reason, and he has sympathy for criminals because he hires them on sometimes after they've been caught, and he uh, puts himself through some rituals that um, make him understand what people's breaking points are. Um, he hires... He, did, you say, did you say he hires... He gets... His re- deputies, former criminals. He has some... He not. They're not officially police. They're kind of his hired hands that kind of... It's gang is what it is. Yeah, well, they take care of his house, and then they go do whatever he says, because otherwise, like, basically... Well, God knows what he'll do to them. Um, but the, he kind of kept them from going to, like, a really nasty feudal Japan jail. So I guess that's probably the upside for him. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is Hanzo. His name's Hanzo, and I cannot remember his last name from this, but... Um, Anyway, they call him the, his like nickname is the Razor, but so there's Hanzo, and this is part of a trilogy of movies. It's, it's Hanzo the Razor Atami. There we go, Atami, and Atami Hanzo. That's that's how they say it in the movie. Um, yeah, so it's subtitled, so you got to be a reader. Um, so that's always a plus. You could probably file it without it, but uh, it's no. on it's on YouTube too, actually. Oh, really? They put Hanzo on YouTube. Um, I recommend. I think it's a nice looking movie if you get a good copy of it. Um, yeah, there's, there's some there's some really nice lookers in there. Well, I'm just not even aside from that. I think it's shot well and it's kind of got some weird. It's got some cool kind of 70s 
Um, cool 70s groove. It's got Waka Chawaka music. It's got Waka Chawaka music. It's kind of got a narrative song. There's some weird, like, artistic shots where he's which is pretty cool. Um, you get to see the map of his city. And uh, it's just very stylistic. It's kind of fun. But it's part of a series. Uh, and the second one is called Hanzo the Snare. Hanzo, excuse me, um, Hanzo the Razor, the Snare, and then Hanzo the Razor, Who's Got the Gold? Which is my favorite title out of the three. <laughs> just because it's like, what are you watching? I'm watching Who's Got the Gold. Um, was that a game show? Yeah, almost like that. But... Um, and we'll get to this in the in the yeah. synopsis of it, but this one really it only kind of solves part of the mystery, and then <laughs> it ends. So, and these came out like seventy two, seventy three, seventy four. So I think they shot the whole thing as one. I I have a theory on that. Okay, well we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, there's a unique thing with Hanzo. You see, um, he tortures him. He has his his little goons torture him. Uh, to his breaking point, and he does water torture and all this. They don't show you all this. He says, I did water tortures. Um, but he goes through these things, and he's got, he goes, I have to know what people's breaking points are, because if you torture a man long enough, eventually he'll just slip into, like, a, a realm of bliss if you go too far. So mm-hmm. I want to know what the hurt, you know, the closest edge is so that we don't let them get that far. Well, that works for the dudes. Um, but his he has a particular set of rituals that he uses to kind of make him virile according to the film and uh, he does use that occasionally when um, women who have information don't want to talk um, he kind of I mean this is kind of eventually it's consensual but it really doesn't start off that way so he kind of rapes so her. no he rapes he rapes like a motherfucker well, the ladies that are in this movie the, they're 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 bad, and basically he just takes them while his his hired uh, thugs kind of watch they, out. They uh, kind of like go round up the girl who needs to talk, um, and I should say woman. He just no child. That's you know. That's, well, first one said that she was hairless. Well, I think that was supposed to be a. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that too. What is that? But basically, he rapes them, and he's so good at it that they eventually like it, like it, and. They'd then, start, and then that's how they, he gets information. He's, it starts off very rapey, so let's, we won't. It is. It, there's no rapey. It's, he it's, is raping them. So, but then the whole, I guess, his whole thing that he has honed, which in, he's honed it in a very odd way. Um, he uh, eventually they kind of like give you know, that old, oh, then no means yes kind of thing. And eventually he so pummels them with his virility. Like, okay, like that. Um, he pummels them with his virility and eventually they're like, oh no, wait, don't stop. And then they're like, oh, and by the way, here's all the information I have, plus I want to live with you forever. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, I mean, it's like, whatever he's doing, it's... um, Magical. Well, it's some kind of magical rape. (laughs) I mean, we don't want to gloss over the fact that he is raping them, but... um, uh, And it's very... To be fair, it's not like a dark... It's very cheesy, I think, but... And there's a lot of walk to walk music. It's kind of, I, I, you could, if you could have a lighter rape scene. Yeah, I it's lighter rape scenes. There, I mean, it's not. Well, it's not. It's not a. I don't think this would trigger anything in anybody since that's a thing now. Um, it's kind of goofy, especially one. One's very very goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's the the action is kind of weak. 
Actions uh, can make lots of jump cuts, so because the guy really doesn't have to do a whole lot. He just kind of walks around and throws a chain sometimes. But we should say, before we get into the plot part... Um, I also like the fake blood. The fake blood was a chalky red kind of... It kind of looked like carrot juice. Yeah, I like that. Um, so there's some fake blood, if you like that kind of deal, uh, through one of his torturing things. But the thing is, that, so he has these, this technique with the ladies. Um, and what he does to prep for that, you see, uh, is... He, uh, how should we do? He takes a nice hot bath. He has like a hot tub in Fuel mm-hmm. Japan, which is you know pretty nice. Well, actually, let's let's start from the beginning. Let's let's, let's go through the movie. There is there's something, and you'll know it when we get there. But there's a way he prepares to be the, essentially rape information out of women, um, and it's it's unusual. Um, mm-hmm. it, when I saw this movie, and I saw this movie on on yeah, because you've seen this before. I've seen at least one of these, if not two. I know I haven't seen all three. Take it back. Maybe I have seen all three. But it's been a while. And IFC used to show weird either sets of movies like this late at night on Fridays back maybe circa 2007-ish. And they might show, like I how I saw this movie, Mad Man, which is a wonderful little horror movie uh, from the 80s, kind of very underrated gem. Hmm. Um, uh, I actually just bought that, a new restored version of that on Blu-ray. It was kind of um, a very unique kind of take on the killer in the woods thing. Not unique, unique, but um, it was just a well-done killer in the woods kind of deal. Uh, and they showed Madman, and I saw these movies from Brazil called Coffin Joe movies, which he was a kind of like a crypt keeper, but he had his own series of movies, and he's like, tonight I'll take your corpse, and all these kind of very odd Brazilian horror movies. Anyway, all that aside, one time they showed... Um, Hanzo, and they showed the whole series starting like at 10 o'clock, and I watched you know, they came in and out and watched them, but they did a couple times over a couple over a month, they kept showing them, like, the series and what happened is I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is like a Japanese detective story, you know, it's a cop movie Japanese cop movie, but it's in field Japan okay, I'll give it a shot, so I'm sitting there watching it, he's yelling with his chief talking about corruption and all this crap and then there's this stuff happens that we'll talk about and that was kind of like, wait a minute it's enough to get your attention. And you're like, oh, well, that's odd. Um, so anyway, we'll, with that said, we'll we'll go into the, uh, the film. Yeah, and it starts out with that cool ass Wonka Chihuahua music. And it does. So let's just. Oh yeah. Oh, w- one quick thing. Um, I did not. Um, I did not know. I did, I went into it blind. I went into it nice. cold. Uh, you said watch it. I'm like, okay. I didn't do any research, or whatever. And good. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it shows in the notes that I took. Now, when I saw it, the, when I first saw it, I was I had no idea what it was. So um, I knew what it was when I suggested it because it's just that kind of thing. So let's just see if we get a little bit. It is a Toho release. If you watch a lot of Godzilla movies, you'll rec- you'd recognize the opening. Yes, it was like... Here we go. And this is Japanese feudal Japan, so... Yeah, nobody's funkier than that. Okay. Give it a second. It's kind of a smooth waka chawaka. It's got a lot of uh, split screen. They show clothes of his eyes. Show his feet walking. Just hard in the street cop. Wearing slippers. There it is. 
yeah. Anyway, you get some jazz. You get, you get in the picture. How can you not start watching that one? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the thing I liked about this, and, and actually is what I, I, I really I appreciated way more than a lot of this other movie. Well, there's some things I liked in this movie. Um, there's some things that I didn't. But the uh, the thing I really liked is the way that, that they showed him walking across town. Yeah. Where it was just his face in frame, and then just a map behind him moving. I thought that was really cool. They had some really nice stylistic elements in this movie. Because I mean, it's a well-made film. Um, they made three of them. And it, you can tell they, put, they spent a little bit of money on them. Not, I'm sure not a ton, because it's fairly, you know... But, uh, yeah, there's a scene where he's just his head, and you see the map rolling past his head. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to cut to the action, he just puts his hand out, and the map stops, and you go into the movie. And later on, toward the end of the movie, he's walking, and he's de- walking out in the path in the dark, and then eventually like they pan up above him, and he's walking across the map of the city. Yeah, it's really and he cool. he stops and kind of looks over the city. And, they're like, and there's a whole... If, if you can get this with subtitles, uh, the lyrics for the song at the end are just wonderful. Um, and the song itself is cool and listening to it in Japanese, and it'll probably be at the end of our show. But um, there's, there's lyrics, and they're just as wonderful as any Japanese theme song translated to English, if you've ever seen any. They're, yeah. It's, it's good, always good for a just culture clash. So I called Hanzo the Asian shaft, because that's what I felt like. Oh, yeah, I would agree. I concur. In, in, in more ways than one. Uh, I had realized later on in the movie. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one of those in. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, so he's walking to, I guess, the magistrate's office or something like that. Yeah, he, he works for the magistrate of whatever um, township he's in. He's a cop. And he, doesn't, he does not sign the blood oath because he thinks it's a joke. So every year, apparently, in this, uh, you as a cop, you kind of get rehired every year, mm-hmm. and you in your blood oath, and you basically say you say the little you know they say here's here are the rules, and you just sign your name, and then you give your finger a little cut, and you that's your you know, put that dot on the end of your name, and that's your blood oath to be a good sworn officer. Mm-hmm. Everybody, and it's very routine. Everybody just like sign, do sign, do. His boss does it. The boss is and it's his boss is the chief, and then he has a um, the magistrate is like hit the super chief, and uh, so they're like, okay, Tanoi Hanzo, get up here, blood oath time, and he's like, I'm not doing it, and they're like, you have to do it. He's like, no, I know it's a formality, but I'm not doing it because you guys all take bribes and you're dirty, and. We all take bribes. He goes, even though I don't take bribes because this whole department does, I'm going to be expected to do favors for people. And I can't put my blood on that. And so they're like, what's the meaning of this? And everybody's, you know, upset about it being, you know, him not playing by the rules. And the magistrate's like, hey, Hanzo, what's the deal here? And he's like, and he's like, I, I kind of get it, but, you know, I don't understand. He's like, you've been an officer for four years. And he's like, well, did he take the oath for five, four years? And the guy's like, no. Uh, one year, <laughs> first year he was sick. The second year he was on duty. Third year he's sick. And now this year he's refusing to do it right in our face. Yeah. So, and he, and Hanzo's pretty, he doesn't mince words, really. He's just like, yeah, I'm not doing it. 
you can all kiss my butt. And basically, he's like calling them all corrupt. Yeah. 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 So, um, so basically, he's like, listen, let me just do it my way or a highway. And they're like, okay, whatever. You can and do they back it. down. That's pretty much what happens. It's just back down. That's it. They give up. The magistrate kind of respects him a little bit. Um, his chief is just a, is a dickwad and uh, doesn't like him. And but at the same time, he's scared. He's scared as hell of him. So he just kind of lets him do. Yeah, and the next scene we find out why. Because <laughs> he's like self-torturing himself with his lackeys. Yeah, he goes, so he leaves the thing, I mean, not, didn't have to do the blood oath, but he's still a cop, so he goes home, and the lackeys, he's in the, he's in his uh, torture chamber, I guess, for lack of a better term, or his rompus room, and uh, he's, he's, like, kind of neat, he's kneeling on, like, um, little ridged cement, like, little pointed cement runs. Yeah. And, um, they go across his shins like a line couple of them and then he's having them stack concrete on his knees like he's sitting with his legs underneath them and then he's having them stack concrete on his lap yeah and he keeps telling them to put more on they're like no master we don't want to you know you, you sure and he's like you guys are dumbasses, and i saved you so you better listen to me and put another one on and that's when we get like the carrot juice blood yeah they they keep piling it on and then finally he puts the last one in and then, it, and then, and then, there's like carrot juice magically produced around his legs on the ridges, and they're like, "Oh no, he's bleeding!" He's like, "Shut up and do it again." And meantime, <laughs> the chief, the chief comes in. He comes over to I don't know, give him shit or something, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing? You're a cop. You can't be doing this stuff. You can't be torturing yourself." And he, that's when he does the whole thing about torturing somebody to their limits. And if you go too far, they kind of get this bliss feeling, which I don't know about that. Yeah, I think it's just in him. <laughs> it's in him, so he's like, apparently I like getting tortured, so uh, i got to figure out where the line is where I don't like it and where it's you know useful to torture criminals. And he basically says, well, if we're going to torture the criminals, we should torture ourselves. He takes his job very, very, very seriously. Yeah. And so, so he does that, and the chief, he and chief trade words, and... Um, they almost come to, they try to, the chief's going to like, for, try to fire him. He's like, you you think, uh, how are you going to feel about getting fired next December? You know, winter's coming. Winter's coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no connection to our Um Anyway, so he's kind of like saying, I'll, you know, I just won't renew you next year. How do you like that? And, you know, and you think Hans just talks big game and the chief leaves and, the guy's like, well, we're going to have to... He's like, go follow him and get anything you got on him. Because there's a guy has to have some skeleton. I don't want to get fired. And if I get fired, i got to fire you two bozos. So I'm guessing he pays them. So in some way. I don't know. But um, but he's kind of... It is kind of funny to see him. Kind of... I wouldn't say he panics, but he's kind of like, okay, dum-dums, go follow the chief and see what secrets he's got. And, uh, you know, report back to me in once you find something. Yeah. And, and uh, he offhandedly, when he gets up, he's like, oh, why am I always so erect when I'm in pain? <laughs> he said that. And I wrote that out of my notes like, what? What did he say? Well, he gets up and the chief kind of makes, they're, they're very careful not to show too much in this film. Um, 
but he gets up and not that you want to see Hanzo's boner, but um, he gets up and he's got this the traditional Japanese undergarment, which looks like kind of like a sumo diaper. And he gets up and I'm sure it's not called a diaper. Uh, he gets up and like, the chief kind of makes like his eyes kind of go, whoa, you know, one, he's seen him get tortured, torturing himself. And then two, then it's implied that he's got a boner when he gets out of being tortured. And he's like, oh, he, he's like, eh, for whatever reason, that thing always, <laughs> that thing always gets erect when I, right after one of these things. It's almost like he's had too much, you know, <laughs> and he's giving up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Anyway, Hanzo's got a torture fetish. I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so um, I also uh, had a question. Yes. How, how does he poop with that floss in his ass, that strand? Oh, I think he, I'm sure he just... Does it take forever to unroll that just to take a poop? I would think so, but... Like, he... What if you have a shock and awe poop? Like, I mean... Well, I think you just get a new wrap. That's apparently... I, I never understood the concept of that. He's got two, he's got two house servants. You probably can rewrap them in an instant. <laughs> Hansel's son crept his strand again. <laughs> well, you know, and maybe he's disciplined himself not to poop. He seems like that kind of guy. So, so uh, basically, like, uh, what? I have some weird things. So the gang start running around and cracking down on people, right? Well, what happens is um, they, for whatever reason, the, the, the chief comes over, and that was what he came over to tell him. He's like, we have to go out and scoop up all the vagrants yeah out of town and the guy's like i'm a cop that's not our job their job is not to go around roust vagrants um and he's like well you're gonna do it and he's like no i'm not gonna do it and that was led to the whole back and forth you want to keep your job blah 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 blah. but anyway so all the police officers are gonna run through the town and round up any of the petty criminals and the pickpockets and the you know the homeless guys and whatever else I don't think they were supposed to be criminals because Hanzo didn't want anything to do with it. So, and he would arrest criminals. Um, yeah. But he, anyway, so they're like running through the town, rousting everybody, and uh, they're chasing, and, the, and they're chasing some, I guess, vagrant. And yeah, yeah. Um, so he's running away from them, and there's a whole little kind of Keystone Cops kind of thing. Like, they try to grab him, and he gets away, he runs up the stairs. And so here comes Hanzo bebopping down the stairs. And uh, he's coming, and the guy, for whatever reason, picks up a rock and is like, I'm going to get you if you try to stop me. And, of course, that just pisses Hanzo off. And so he pulls out his, like, is the chain in his sword? or no, it's not in his sword. It's in, like, his sigh or something. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a detachable thing. It's like a little thing he keeps in his belt, and it has... Um, it's like a chain with a weight on the end of it. And he goes ahead and just like lassos that dude around the neck and pulls him back. And then he kind of pops him in the face with his little, his sigh. And it looks like he runs him through in his head and he's up there and he's all bloody and gross. And the goon, the police, the goon squad or whatever, come up the stairs and are like going to get him. And he's like, Oh, I killed him. And he just picks up his body and starts walking down the stairs and please leave him alone. And so he takes him back to his his apartment, his house. And uh, he it turns out he just really busted up his nose and his face just so he'd bleed a lot. And he's like, hey, you know, I just saved you from going to jail. And so now, boom, now he's got three house treatments. So. Well, okay, so so after a... Uh... After an afternoon of shaking down thugs and recruiting potential manservants, 
nothing is more relaxing than a hot sh- hot bath. Oh yes. And uh, uh, some other things. Um, so he gets himself. He has a really nice tub for feudal Japan. <laughs> yes, he does. It looks like a seventies hot tub, shockingly. Mm-hmm. So he gets he he's having a nice soak after a day of you know <laughs> saving thugs and recruiting new manservants, and uh, you know being mouthy to the chief. And so he gets out. You know, and you're like, okay, whatever's going on. And uh, so he goes over to his other table, and it's just water in a bucket. And I can't tell if it's hot water or cold water. Um, but he had a big old ladle, and he continues to kind of ladle water out and pour somewhere. He keeps pouring it. And you don't quite know what he's doing. And then they pan around, and he's pouring it, at least from the back. So he's pouring it like straight down the front of himself over and over and over again. And so, okay, he's pouring it on his junk. So it's either steaming hot water. Or it's really cold water. I'm not sure which, but there's yeah. a lot of steam. And so then you're like, okay, that's kind of odd. Um, he moseys on over to um, this other table, and it's a weird little deal. And you see this kind of some kind of indention. Yeah, I, I put wait. I had my notes. Wait, cock and ball rester. Well, it looks like you're kind of like wait. What is that? It looks like oh, there's a, that thing has been worn down to where you could set your junk in it. Um. And it, based on the, the the cutting or the worn out section, it looks like you'd have to at least um, have at least you know a partial erection for it. And so you're like, okay. And so he goes and stands on these two bricks or like wood blocks, and of course that's where he sets his his bits. And then he gets out. Then conveniently on the wall on a dowel is the uh, the dong whacking stick. And uh, he proceeds to whomp the bejeebers out of his member. Uh, and they don't, it just kind of, it's very, boom, it's very odd. And then they do a little blurred shot where they have, a, I don't know, <laughs> you can tell what it is. Well, right? and you could tell it was, it was movie magic because that wasn't actually his dude. <laughs> no, there's, there's at least some uh, facsimile of a, of a erect penis that's blurry, mind you, so it's not graphic. And then he's kind of whacking it with this this wood stick. Over it's a uh, facsimile phallic. A phallic yeah. facsimile is what it is. Anyway, so he's whacking his his dong, and not in not in that kind of the good way, but like the bad way, with a stick. And he and you're like, oh well, that's certainly odd. Well, then it turns out he turns to this little I don't know what you call it, a rack. And the rack has this bag on it, the bag with a hole in it. It's a wicker. It's almost like a wicker basket. It's like a wicker basket, or it's made with reeds or something. And it's full of rice, uncooked rice. Yes. And the basket itself looks very rough, I will say. Yes. And pokey. And he pokey the basket. Yes. And he proceeds to just violently go not like just he's really trying to like injure himself it seems like and he basically humps a bag of rice for a few minutes well he does it and then he like twists and turns oh yeah he he kind of goes into the bag of rice and then he kind of like it's almost like he's sanding it yeah with like it's like it's kind of like if like a like a pencil sharpener (laughs) kind of thing it can't feel good 
obviously it's a bag of hard pokey rice in a hard pokey container and he's really getting in there and they do a little interior they do these very artistic shots throughout the film um, yeah so yeah they show rice and you hear whoosh, whoosh, and it kind of rattles and then whoosh, and then whoosh. like some funky the funky music comes with it and i'm like this isn't yeah so here's my list i said he's literally beating his meat <laughs> This was in all caps, too, because I came into this fresh. I did not expect this. <laughs> didn't expect him to be wanking it with a stick. Yeah, so I'm like, he's taming the bee- beast. And, and I was like, he's a tallywhacker. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, it just funny. And the music, it's not a love song. And it is the funky kind of love music while he's banging the bag of rice. Yeah, so then he turns, and I'm like, he's nutting into a wicker basket. <laughs> what in the actual hell? And I was like, he's no hero. And I was like, is he training? And I was like, the bassoon is not helping. <laughs> hey, here, here, right, let me go. Let me back up to the. I'll go to the rice section because you can kind of hear it. Well, actually, you know what? I'll just go right to here. All right, so he's okay. Just every, just listen carefully. This starts with the weird uh, hitting. That's the water he's rinsing with. Yeah, that's the wrong kind of music for this. It is. Right, and so he's step. He's getting the stick off the wall. Oof. 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 And they they lessen the thunk. Oh. There's the blurry thing. Oh. Oh, Jesus, Hanzo. Yeah, right? And there's that. Oh! Oh, eight. God. Alright, so now they've just shown the bag of rice. And it looks like something you would not want to do that to. And just listen. That is what you think it is. He's centrally humping a bag for us. He's not, he's not shoveling his driveway full of snow. No, he's as rice falling out of a bag that he's putting his penis in. And twisting it, mind you. Anyway, that is... Uh, that just, happened. That happened. And then my next note, I was like, I still don't get how he poops. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Mike had different questions than I did. But, um, oh, also, I came up with this great... Uh, like, later on, use it. I, I, I tried it out. It's good material. Uh, but it for this scene, I came up with it later. Um, it looked like he was a... He looked like he was rubing his Goldberg device. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> he was rubing his Goldberg. No, he's rubing his Goldberg d- device. Rubing his Goldberg device. You're next. Wait, no, that's different. <laughs> when he looks at the bag of ice, he goes, You're next. 
Uh, it was an elaborate contraption. Uh, Ruben is Goldberg. Ruby. Uh, like like uh, the Rube Goldberg? Yes. Uh, yeah, the little machine where you drop the, you know, yeah. thing. This, That's what that he was doing. He was rubing his Goldberg device. Anyways. Yeah, all right. Very good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So that happened. And then uh, informant guy, like, spilled his guts. Yeah, the informant guy, he's like, hey, I know I saved you from going to prison. Tell me everything you know. And... Um, basically, he wants to know why they would run up the vagrants and, um, you know, who's paying who what and what's going on with the chief. And um, I'm trying to remember exactly what he tells. He basically says that there's a rich lady, the doctor and her daughter um, are in on something with the, the higher ups. And basically, the big place you can go in this town is the castle. That's like where the high, high, high people are. And he's like, it just goes all the way up to the castle, but I can tell you the doctor and his wife are involved in the corruption. Or the doctor and his daughter are involved in this corruption. And they live here, you know, live wherever. And so he's like, okay, good to know. And uh, you can now be my, my third manservant. And so he is. Uh, pretty, seems pretty willing to do it. Um what happens there? Oh, and by this time, the, his goons have come back to say that the chief is having an affair with this woman. And, oh, the other thing the guy told her was that there's a guy named uh, Killer, not Killer Kenobi, Killer Kenobi or something. And he was supposed to be exiled, but he's back in town under, like, hiding and kind of under an assumed name, essentially. But he's got his his mistress that he goes to. Um, kind of a geisha mistress woman and it turns out the chief is also using her as his mistress because he goes to see under the cover of night and uh, so basically there's this known criminal in town and Kanza's trying to figure out why he's back in town and he's trouble and somebody you know he did all this stuff but they can never prove it and he's like yeah there's this, this is stinks something stinks and so he sends um his goons to check up on this woman. One, because she's sleeping with the chief and he needs some dirt on the chief. And he's like, don't worry about the chief for now. We keep that in our back pocket. Yeah. And they all like seem really focused that she's hairless too. Well, and like the guy comes back and he's like, yeah, I saw her. And yeah, because he went under and like peeped her. He peeped her while she was peeing. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, 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 and he's apparently, his one of his mansers is apparently into pee. Um, and so he comes back and he's like, well, everything's fine. She's like very beautiful, but she's missing hair. And so she, and that gets, apparently that's some kind of thing. But, um, so she's, she's like, yes, this woman is missing her hair in that area for some reason. I, that's she, and that always tells me that I don't think they're willing to go that far. But it kind of tells me that they're also, like, uh, maybe hinting that she was underage. I guess that could be it, but I, I, I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be more like an anomaly or something. You know, like, they, the chief had a fetish and whatever that was. Yeah. It's just, like, well... They had sharp stuff in that age, so she could have realistically groomed it that way. Um, anyways... Uh, anyway, that they keep bringing that up about her. Anyway, she's having an affair with the chief and this killer guy. 
and who's sneaking around town. And so Hanzo wants none of that business. So he's got to go talk to this woman. And by talk to you, I mean rape. Pretty much, because that's what he does. Well, he gives he does ask questions first, and um, the women thinking that they police officer is probably not going to rape them um, are like, I'm not telling you anything, or they just play coy or whatever and don't say anything. And so he's like, okay, then. And then the, his goons come in. Um, the dum-dums come in, and they proceed. Like, in this case, like, I think the first woman he takes on a boat. He has his little, his rape boat. And so they pull up, and they're like, hey, we're going to ask you some questions. She's like, I don't know. And then they're like, okay. Um, we want to know about the killer guy. We know he's in town. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And we know you're having an affair with the chief and all, and all this stuff. She's like, oh, no, that's not the case. You're mistaken. And so the goons come in, and they tie her up and rip her clothes off. And, and then leave her to Hanzo. And then Hanzo comes in the boat and uh, kind of just not, bends her over and uh, makes her talk. Um, but with, with, and and it's it turns into the same kind of... Like, like he's raping her, and there's this sweet love-making music, and I'm like, uh, this is yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, so they play that same music for the bag of rice that they do for this woman. And, but of course, you know, he rapes her, but about, you know, after a bit of raping, she's like, no, don't stop. Um, and then he's like, oh, well, are you going to tell me the answer to these questions? Because I won't, he's like, I won't finish... You, you don't get to have, you know, any more of this pleasure unless you tell me your answer. He's like, okay, I'll tell you everything I know. And just and then you, and he's like, tell me and I'll send you to Valhalla. I'll send you to Valhalla. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So he proceeds to, you know, be, and she's like, oh, you're so virile. Oh, yeah, that, I was like, what? I was like, you're so, because after a few minutes of being raped, she's like, oh, you're so virile, which I'm sure is not ever said. Yeah, she began to like it, which, I mean, I'm, I, I've, being as a person who's never raped somebody, I couldn't understand the dynamic, dynamic to begin with, but, so, know, anyway, he kind of makes me uncomfortable and like, uh, no. So yeah. he's doing this, and then she turned the corner, and I'm like, huh? Uh, and she's what? Like, Please don't stop, and then she's like, well, he's like, you, you better talk or I won't finish you know, having sex with you. And she's like, oh, well, then I'll tell you everything I know and I'll totally like be on your crazy schemes going forward. And so that's how that works. And so she spills the guts about, you know, this guy's here and he's doing this and yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, they get some dirt on the chief and... Oh, basically, they kind of trick the chief. They're like, hey, we found this woman. You know, we don't want to arrest her or whatever. Why don't you two try to escape? And, um, you know, what we'll do. And he, the guy's like, well, I'll have my men arrest you and act like you're in trouble, but then you'll get away and jump in the river. You know, you can't swim. There'll be a boat for you. And he doesn't plan on there being a boat. He's planning on her drowning. Well, uh, uh, yeah. And so he's like, oh, get rid of that problem. Uh, so it makes the chief real. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You also forgot there's a vagina cam. Oh, my God. I forgot the vagina cam. There was like a, it was like a cross, like, fade between her face, like, pressed against the ground, him just kind of looking on from the side, and then the middle, you couldn't quite make it out what it was, but 
it was like it, they did a little artistic shot of like a shadowed light and something coming in and out and um it was kind of like this it was almost like a camera from the inside it was a vagina cam yeah it was coming right it was coming out though it wasn't looking at, you know anyway um they do they do have some artistic shots um and it's very similar to the rice cam which would have been like the rice vagina cam i guess um except it's a little more sensual um and uh anyway yeah so you get that weird angle thing going on there so that happens she spills her guts vagina cam uh this whole convoluted thing where she's gonna escape um and he it's like well the boat will come by with your other guy that you're sleeping you know the killer guy he'll save you and of course he thinks she's gonna drown that solves the problem because the killer really wants her dead because she's spilling her guts too much and uh so he's like haha that water's cold (laughs) And then, like, Hanzo's goons come along in their boat and scoop her up because she was in on the, you know, joke. And then the guy comes along. He's like, I thought, you said you tried to kill her. He's like, yeah, she's going to drown any second. And then, meanwhile, Hanzo's boat shows up and picks her up. And, like, and the guy's like, oh, yeah? And yeah. I, I call that guy Raiden because he looks like Raiden. He was Raiden. Oh, and they showed her. They showed him earlier boning the lady. And yeah. I thought that was Raiden as well. That's the same guy. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the killer guy kind of looks like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Killer Kanawabi, or whatever his last name is. And so he's one of the problems Hanzo's trying to deal with. He's kind of the primary problem, and then there's some like bigger picture problems he deals with in this movie. But um, <clears throat> So he has to deal with... This leads to the confrontation with him and the killer Kanawabi. Yeah, Kanawabi guy. And they have a big fight, and Hanzo wins. And I kind of feel like, you know, the might be giants. Like, they have a fight, Hanzo wins. Da, 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 da. Um, anyway, he gets the guy that he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't think the guy gives him too much information other than he's like, he's like, I know about this, I know about this. And Hanzo kind of puts it all together. And he's like, I need to go talk to this wealthy doctor and his daughter. <laughs> I also put during the fight that... Uh... The, Han- the Hanzo's supposed to be a badass, but he can't kick higher than the shin. <laughs> no, he just like kind of walk. The fight scenes leave a little bit to be desired. They they obviously are covering up maybe the actor's abilities to fake fight, and um, you know lots of cuts, very creative cuts and things. Um, and so he goes and uh, he he beats the guy, kills him, uh, and he heads on up the road to this very, I guess, a rich person's house who's got all this influence, and he just, like, barges in to the the doctor's daughter, and he's like, hey, I'm here to arrest you because you know something, and she's like, you can't arrest me, I'll have you killed, you'll have to commit Harry Carey, blah, 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 I'll have the magistrate killed too, just how do you like that, do you think that, blah, 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 just basically being just, you know, I'm above the law, rich girl kind of thing going on. And... So the doctor comes in, and she's like, well, I'm going to tell the man. Anyway, so he arrests her, and arrest, kidnap, yeah, fine line. And he and his goons take her back, and he, like, knocks her out, takes her back to his house. And it's time for more questioning. So uh, this time, uh, they bring her in. Usual thing, strip or tie her up. Um, but this time they put down a net. 
and uh, he they like had this whole rigging thing set up. So apparently, it's not a new thing. And so he puts her in the net, um, positioned appropriately, and then he lays on the floor, and his his goon squad uh, proceeds to lower her onto little Hanzo. And uh, he, and this one is a little more goofy than, I mean, he's definitely, it's rape, so, you know, it's whatever it is. But um, he, she's in this net, and he, they lower her down, and the guys are like, her, her. Um, and then he starts, like, spinning around in circles. Yeah, that got a little ridiculous. I mean, seriously, for, like, it's got to be five six minutes there's a lot of, not above circling entirely but the whole scene but a good portion of it is him like uh, you know suggest again suggestively this is not graphic movie by any means it lowers her into where she would be in that position and he like spins her around and she's like ah! and obviously it, and she actually sounds like she's really not you know into it and it goes on for a while like that and god dang yeah they kind of milk it and then then eventually she's in the same spot where she's like no don't stop you know, and yada yada. I'll tell you everything. Blah 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 blah. The the magistrate um, comes down. He shows up at his door with you know with the doctor, and he's like, "You kidnapped my daughter." And she comes out. She's like, "No, I came with him, and I'm just going to live here now forever." Yeah, and it's like what? Okay, and then the magistrate is like, "Well, magistrate, you don't have much of a case now, do you?" Well, okay, so he found... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, no, because he found out... She told him everything by showing that she had, like, glow-in-the-dark tattoos. Oh, yeah, that's right. So after he's... Her big confession is that I have a special set of tattoos um, that you, you can only see in the bath. And so she takes a bath, and she stands up, and he looks at her. And all over her body are the... it in, When the water is on long enough, there's, like, this white tattoo ink or whatever it is chalk and you can read and it's in japanese written all over and she basically the high like lady of the kingdom or whatever they're in um sends secret messages back and forth with her so she shows up they put messages on her she goes back somebody reads the messages off of her and that's how they get this secret corrupt messaging around yeah and it's also just like love letters well it did he tell it's love letters and... It's love letters to a local actor that the queen is boning. Yes, that's... That, the, that's it, all it is. Okay, so the queen is boning a local actor. That's the, also the secondary confession. It's like, hey, she's really into this actor. She's she's sleeping around, and I guess that's a, you know... And, and that's part of the corruption. It's just, a, you know, a, another window in the corruption. But that's the big thing. And so there's love letters, and, and so she goes and sees the actor, and he writes stuff on her. And she runs as the queen. The queen writes stuff on her and whatever. Um, Lady Okura, I believe is who that is. And so he's like, aha. And so the doctor leaves. Um, is that the, was kind of like the last big confrontation, really? Well, yeah. Well, I, I figured, uh, I, I found out, I realized then what the title of the movie really meant, The Sword of Justice. Yeah. Um. But I forgot that was like that. That was it. That so why the thing well, that I didn't that didn't quite connect to me was when like what did the high what did the guy hanging around that he ended up killing 
What did he have to do? Did he know that he knew their secret? Is that what it was? No, I think it was an aside um, that Hanzo. Hanzo, it's just kind of his thing where he's like letter law where he tells these kids who want to. So he has this thing. He finds out this kind of conspiracy, and it's you're noticing the times almost over. The movie runs in pretty slow. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about earlier. I'm talking about like the the doctor's daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah, like so, like. What does that have to do with the other part? Yeah, the first part. There's some kind. Basically, there's people coming in and paying off the cops. And it, they, and those people like led to the doctor and the daughter, right? They're coming in and paying for favors and look the other way and corruption and stuff. Okay, and, so he tracked all this down, and it was just a coincidence that some thug he beat the crap off led him to some information that led him to the house that led him to this guy that wasn't really banished and is still hanging around. Basically, he like. He, he does no justice. Well, the whole he like he like he like some street thug told him that it was like this hairless lady is banging a dude who hasn't really left town. Well, so, the guy showing up in town is he is kind of a very known criminal, and I think there's a reason he's in town. And he's thinking that why would why would someone get him out of jail or let him escape? Yeah, there's something going on because he never really got charged. He didn't go to jail. He just wants justice. And I think those two. I think those two people because they were like people that were the lady couldn't tell. Yeah. The lady couldn't tell who were talking, but it was like a man and a woman. So they were doing some. There was some connection between the two that didn't really make I'll sense. Say, well, and it probably will. I was gonna say this one. It really does not come to a full conclusion um, because it, the next movie he kind of keeps following the trail of corruption. Yeah, he just kind of follows it and then and then fucks and kills, pretty much. And uh, so the next movie kind of picks up the story where it is here, where it's like he's trying to find out, follow that trail of corruption up the ladder to, the, you know, why is everything so corrupt? And he's kind of bringing that through. And so um, toward the end of the film, he has this thing, he gets this information, he's like, oh, okay, and then it's like he's... Glass it all off. He's like... Yeah, That's all this was was just some love letters to an actor that the, the queen is boning. Yeah, and he's like, so that was the big secret. And um, he goes to have his noodles at the little noodle hut. Yeah, now this part, yeah. So he goes to have his noodles at the noodle hut. And he's having, he's having some, looks like some good ramen, something going on there. And um, some sake. And these two kids come up, and the girl's like, give me a drink. And the guy's like, give me, give me noodles. And he's like, and she's like, no, give me alcohol. I don't care what you got. Give me some sake, whatever. So the guy pours her, like, a freaking tumbler full of sake. <laughs> which she downs. And he's like, oh, my God. And she's like, give me another one. He's like, you're young, but you can drink, so here you go. And <laughs> um, liquor law is not real strong in fields Japan. And so he pours her a big old glass sock. She drinks that. She's all stumbly. Her little brother's like, come on, sis. Um, very reminiscent of the little boys in the Godzilla movies. Always upset and yelling. And uh, so they, Hanzo sees this, and they're very upset. And he kind of follows them back to their house. And the reason she's getting smashed is her dad is their dad is dying. And he's in a lot of pain, and he wants them to kill him. And... So she has to be drunk to get the courage. She's just trying to choke him out with like a cloth and doing a really poor job of it. 
and uh, Junior wants to decide. He grabs a knife. He's like, I'll do it. And she's like, no, no, no. They'll crucify you if you do it. And they'll, you know, they'll pray you through the street and they'll kill you for doing it. She'll let me do it. So she's getting ready to stab him. And Hanzo comes in and is like, nope, you can't do it. That's patricide. It's against the law. And they, yes, they'll kill you both. And he's like, I understand why you want to do it. And it's kind of like a tender moment for Hanzo, as much as there is, he can have one. He's like, I understand you love him and that's what you want to do, but you can't do it. The law is merciless and unforgiving. You know, you just can't do it. And he's like, do you know where I live, boy? And the boy's like, yeah. And he's like, go get my goons and tell him to get me doctor, rich doctor guy. The guy has- that I just like now is like, he's in my fold too. Well, I know because I didn't, you know, his daughter likes me, so I guess he's all right. So he goes and gets the doctor guy. And the kids at this point had said, oh, he only has a month to live, but he's going to die anyway in a month. So the doctor shows up and he's like, yeah. He's like, I gave him a sedative, so he's not in pain right now, but it's going to come back. And it was an imported sedative, and I can't give it to him again. Uh, so I don't, he was like, nothing else you can do. He's going to die in a month. And he's like, thanks, doctor, for nothing, I guess. <laughs> and, and there was, I don't know if this happened on yours, or maybe it was just my my file that I was watching. The doctor's like, I should go now, and then cuts and he's gone. He just vanishes. Um, and so he leaves, and Hanzo's like, hey, all right, guys. And again, this has nothing else to do with the rest of the plot of the movie, but he's like, hey, kids, go outside, and don't come in until I tell you to. And then he proceeds to, like, hang the dad. And kill him. Yeah. Okay, kids, come back in. And they're and it's weird because they come in, they see him hanging there, and they're like, "Oh, I'm so happy, my dad's dead." You know. And he's like, "Oh, your dad is dying, and he decided to hang himself. So go tell your landlord that your dad hung himself. Yeah. Because he was dying, and that's you tell him. He tells landlord to go file a report, and then Hanzo hits the road. Yeah, he walks on a map again, and they just, like, it's a song about him being a badass. Um, let's see if I can, I think, let's get up to his. There we go. We get a little bit of the Hanzo song here. And he's kind of reminiscing about everything they told him. You'll be fired next year. And then the rape net. And then he's looking serious, walking in the night. Fight. She uses my body to write letters. That's a government problem. So it's one story. It hasn't. Nothing's been resolved yet. So you have to watch the snare to find out what happened. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Lights up, the floor lights up, 
<laughs> basically, you gotta go find the subtitles because they're awesome. He basically says he's an officer of the law. His spirit snarls at the government. And yeah. His lips are firmly pressed together, and then it's like he's just a petty officer, and he's the watchdog for Indo. You know, and then it cuts back into the lovely, like, sedate music and while he stands on the map and oversees everything. So, um, so I wrote my notes. I was like, they ran out of story. I feel like they're like, I think, I think, this is my theory on it. Yeah. It's like they had this, like, idea, and it was kind of funny, where it's like this guy, this guy is a badass, but also is a huge wang, and he, he, he puts people under his spell with it, right? And they're like, okay, that's awesome. That's hilarious. So let's, let's do this. Let's find out. Let's, let's, let's have him run around and, and be on a big case and then have it totally fold at the end because it was some misunderstanding. And, and it's like they wrote the movie, and they got to that point. It's like, oh, shit, we need another 15, 20 minutes to fill. And then they just came up with this, this, this secondary like epilogue that was like way too long. And it didn't. I, I I didn't see how it served the point either. It was like, all right, so he so he mercy killed the 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 dad that the little kids couldn't do it after the after he lectured him on the law being everything and yeah that he so often breaks and then also he brought in the doctor that he like like is now under his wing to kind of help confirm to him that the 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 guy was gonna die no matter what and that there was nothing that could be done. So it was like it was like it was like it's it's just it was seem a little fecious. I think they used it to fill this movie, but I do feel like if you watch the snare, which I can get you, um, the this ongoing like the whole thing in the beginning where he's like you know the corruption's a government's problem. So he's it's really that story still goes forward. Like he's like okay, that guy shouldn't have been released. Something's corrupt in the government. And he just keeps working his way up the ladder as like one story. And the way they look, they almost could have been filmed maybe at the same time. So So basically maybe this was just filler before, you know, episode two. It's kinda of like that. I would say if you watched all three of these together, it'd be one big epic story. All I know is that the third movie of this tri- trilogy, uh, the the description in IMDB uh, mentions the word cuckold. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> The I just the third one is the best title of the bunch. Who's got the gold? Not like Shaft in Africa. No, not quite. Well, that's also a good title, but um, no, it's it. You want to watch the Sword of Justice, the Snare, and Who's Got the Gold? Oh man! It's one big it's one big story arc with a little bit of this in there. Um, oh really? We just gotta watch the other two, right? Yeah, you just gotta watch the Snare, and it is they are tidy little hour and a half numbers, so. Their numbers are right. I couldn't get past. I mean, I'm torn, right? It's like, you know, the action was kind of weak, but it was it, the the whole idea is so absurd. But the whole rapey part is kind of creepy. It's definitely got some creepiness to it. I think they're. Inter- I think it's entertaining for whatever reason. It's entertaining. Just it's an odd cop movie slash weird sadistic kind of fetish movie. Um, slash walk to walk a movie. I found them entertaining. I remember watching them. Well, just, uh, there is nudity, so there's that. But um, it's you know, 
again, it's, it's, it's not it's not good. It's not good old fashioned clean nudity. It, it's like you, you don't. It's kind of you don't. It's really all in your face, kind of. It's kind of the you know it always involves the poor woman that he's interrogating, so you don't necessarily want that. But um, in the most part, uh, it's 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 a puzzling. I mean, it's, it's just an interesting film to watch, and it is a, it is a cultural dynamo, that's for sure. And the fact is, they made three of them, so there's something to that too. But um, anyway, um, my general take on it is, I think you should watch it because it's just fucking weird. Um, yeah, it, pretty much. I, I would really recommend the whole trilogy because I think you do get a better overall story. Yeah. Well, okay, that's fair. I felt that something went limp toward the end. Well, I thought there was there was more of a um, conclusion in this one, but I really think I must have watched this and the snare. And so I think, then it was like, okay, I gotta see the third one. And I think maybe even the snare might even do the, the cool style where they kind of recap the last movie a little bit and then jump you in. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I recommend looking at the trilogy. You can pick that up online if you really you're feeling like you want to buy it. But um, um, check it out. I wouldn't. Don't fast forward. It's it's short and it's just you know. I would say do not fast forward it. We pretty much gave all the shock stuff away. So unfortunately, y'all can't go in clean. But it's it still has to be seen to be seen. Yeah, and I would say leave your propensity to be offended at the drop of anything that challenges your emotions yeah. at the door. It just kind of it's very and deal it, with it when it happens, and then kind of just watch the rest of the movie. And it's very style stylistically, um, it's interesting. So there's some good music. Um, there's some interesting filming. I mean, some film technique. Um, there's some good shot setups. There's some really interesting like walking the like you said walk in the town and. Um, there's some style to it, so you know if you like film, you like it. Um, there's some good filming techniques. There's some good, yeah. There's some good stuff in there. And I think, for the most part, I think it's it's well acted. It's hard for me to tell sometimes in foreign films um, if it's wooden or not because the way because subtitles come across wooden sometimes when really the natural language maybe wouldn't. Um, but anyway, and I highly recommend getting it with subtitles and watching the song. List, make sure it subtitles the song at the end of the film because that's the best. Uh, anyway, that is Hanzer the Razor Sword of Justice 1972. Yeah, so uh, don't I, I agree? Don't fast forward. Don't fast forward. Um, yeah, and watch uh, at some point. I have a I have a I bought for 10 bucks a long time ago the complete camera collection. Um, which I, I'd like to watch at some point now that most of the TV shows are going to be donezo here. Um, but I will I will put on my list of to watch uh, the rest of the trilogy. Yep. And actually, what was I looking online? Uh, Game of Thrones is almost done. And... I think... Rebels. Star Wars Rebels is coming in a couple weeks. I think that starts Monday, actually. No way. I think so. I guess the 15th. I might be wrong. Maybe, no, it's on Fridays. It's on Fridays. It's got to be. Oh, let's see here. That might be something else that starts the 15th. June 20th. June 20th. Yeah, okay. So, and that's a half hour show. And then, like, everything else is pretty quiet. So, 
I will definitely watch the end of all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think if you want the if you want that full story, you gotta watch all three. Um, that said, we do have some other things cooking. Um, the feature presentation bracket will soon be around. Uh, basically, we have our own bracket. We may have talked about this before. I don't know if we did or not. But we have a bracket. It's a bunch of feature presentation, art feature presentations, uh, lead-ins to movies from cable channels and movie theaters. and Wild cards, like trash cinema, like this movie that we've seen. Um, like the Toho scope is on there. And yeah, I made a little note. I was I was happy to see that at the beginning. Yeah, so if you've seen, like we said, if you've seen Godzilla movies, you remember the little, little kind of light, little twinkly light in the music, that's Toho. Um, that's in there. And what we're going to do is we'll get that posted somewhere, either, and we'll bombard the shit out of your feeds and things with it. Um, and what you'll do is you'll look at that, and you'll kind of see the brackets and how it's set up. And what we're going to do is um, we'll send out a link uh, to SurveyMonkey. And you, I would encourage you to vote. And what you do is you go, and the thing has links to all the videos, and you can go to our uh, YouTube page, and it's there too. And you can find the videos that are in contention. There's four at a time. And you basically would... You can go watch all four of them, and then you can go to the Survey Monkey thing and tell us which one you think should survive for the next battle. And... What we'll do is we'll do that, and then once that first survey goes up, we'll tell you when we're going to end it, and then we will write about the winner, and we'll do a little intro. We'll, we'll watch the website, watch some other places. Uh, we'll be writing some things about the brackets and who's competing for what, and then as we do each, as each round occurs, we'll, we'll write up what happened and what the results look like and who came in first, second, third, and who the winner is, and then we'll you know kind of you know. Not March Madness. It we'll do uh, what are we in June, July? Matt, we're we're gonna Gonzo Madness it. Yes, it's a, it's a tournament of all tournaments. Tournament of all tournaments. Who's got the best? And now our feature presentation lead in. Mm-hmm. And and we, and through both our extensive research, uh, we feel like this good crop of uh, what is it? Twenty four. It's twenty four. And like just giving example, eight and thirty two. 24, yeah, yeah. 15, no. There's a couple plans, but we have like a wild card section. We have... 6, 12, 12. plus 8 is... No, 12 plus 16. It's 28. Okay, 28. There we go. So we got a field of 28. Uh, there's an HBO bracket, which is HBO had a lot of lead-ins, including the flying HBO, which I would say is kind of like a number one seed. It is definitely a number one seed. It's number one seed. So, But HBO had some other good ones, so they're in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have cable channels like AMC had a bunch. Um, well, no, no, no. Well, uh, you're thinking movie theater. I'm thinking of movie theaters. I'm sorry. AMC movie theaters had a bunch yeah. uh, over the years, and so they're in there. I don't know if they're number one seed, but they're solid three, two, three seed. Um, but well, got, there's a lot of variety in there because there's a lot of variety in there. So one of them, they have a good chance of making one. I would put 20th Century Fox as number one for that. Yeah, they're in there. Um, studio, movie studio. Movie studios. There's video cassettes. Disney's got. Although check. Disney could be a solid. See, there's so many different seating questions, and and it's hard to really place. That's why we're gonna have you help us vote on it. And we didn't see them, so what we'll do is we'll say, hey, these four are up, and they're all. It, instead of having two people, we, we're better than having two teams play each other. We have four. Mm-hmm. It's an all-out, you know. 
four corner death match. Yeah, and but we're gonna arbitrarily decide like who pins who in what order. <laughs> yeah, so Lulia, your votes will help determine the ultimate winner, but the you know the ones who don't win will will come up with something for that part. You know who doesn't win? People who don't follow along on this because it's gonna blow your mind. And again, um, vote on it. Um, encourage people, even if they they would never listen to the podcast, shoot them the link, tell them which four to watch, and then tell them to vote on it. We need some numbers here, people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can't vote for them all ourselves. We will, but we can't. So get some numbers. Get some people to vote. They can tell them they don't have to listen. They really should listen. But anyway, and if they do listen, tell them to say a couple duck alerts and that to us. We'll send them something. It doesn't matter. We're just trying to give shit away. Yeah. Some fun. So vote for God's sakes. Anyway. God damn it. Anyway, we'll pepper your feeds and things, so look for that. And We'll, uh, we'll, we'll certainly rube your Goldberg device. Rube your Goldberg device. Um, which I think I feel that should be the title. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just assumed it would be. But I, I fully concur and approve of that as the title. Um, but yeah, hit us up on uh, gonzoguys.com, uh, Facebook, Facebook. Yeah, if you know, I don't know. Hell, if you you get if you can somehow, even though we don't have an account, if you somehow find us on Instagram, I don't care. Send us a couple duck alert. Yeah, but don't Snapchat us anything, especially after what we just discussed. Yeah, that, yeah no Snapchat. Nah, nah, nah. Um, you know, so. Any means necessary, any means necessary, any means, any route you want to go. Couple duck alert gets you a prize, and watch the website, which you know we don't update it a lot. There's still an old girl drink drunk on there, um, but we're gonna. So anyway, uh, watch for the bracket. Take a look at the bracket. Go watch some videos. Love God, vote and make other people vote who don't listen to the podcast because I want some freaking numbers, and I mean that with love. Yes. So, uh, don't make us send Hanzo out for you. Oh, we'll tame you. Because he will get you to vote. He will, you, he, and, and with pleasure, too. Man or woman, I believe, would probably get you to vote. So, just be careful. Don't want to send Hanzo. Um, don't want to send Hanzo. <laughs> um, so, anyway, don't make us send Hanzo. Vote. And... Uh, you know, hey, that's this is two in fairly short order, so maybe we'll keep the streak alive. Who knows? I gotta pick something, but pick now uh, I, I, uh, it's like a jazz song. Now I gotta find something that complements what you just laid out in front of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we just play off the one before, so you can take penis flogging and weird rapey cops and turn it into the Powderpuff Girls or. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to go from this, but I'll be inter- we'll be interested to see what it is. Well, I would think the next trend, na- the natural progression would be Mac and me, personally, but... Good Jesus. <laughs> Who knows? Hang on here. We gotta... Go, we gotta... Yeah, there's only one way to go out. It's listening to his memories, followed by... Because he's recapping all this information he's And... There it is. Oh, 
until the next one, people. Don't fast forward. Not vote. fast forward. Vote, 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 or Hanzo comes. Vote, and uh, stay tuned for even more wacky gonzoness. Stop!